What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, are you ready to talk about some sex? Yes. <laughs> you said that so fast. Yes. Uh, um, well, before we get into it, uh, this is this will probably be the last time <clears throat> we announce this, uh, but we've got two shows that are coming up. It's this fucking week. Actually, the first show is Tamara. Oh, my God. Tomorrow in uh, at Algonquin College in Ottawa, mm-hmm. the nation's capital. Yeah. Um, have you been to Ottawa before? Uh, I have, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting little place. And you know what? Actually, I will say this. Our hotel. Woo-hoo, baby. Yeah. Woo, mama. Well, then. That hotel. Well then, I, sh- I probably should. I don't. Wanna, I'm not going to say what it don't is. Don't say where we are. You know, I don't want. I don't want. I don't. Yeah, I don't want all those sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want, want all those stalkers coming to find us. We actually, um, we're have actually a... staying at the Andaz, which is like a super swank room sixty nine. I wonder if we can request that. <laughs> um, would there be any other numbers that would be? <laughs> are there any like um, um, symbolic? 
other numbers? I'm gonna yeah, I think 96. Really? Uh, which is basically just, you're looking at the 69 from the other side of the bed. You know what? Maybe we should look at the 69 more often from the other side of the bed. Just, uh, uh, you know. Who, uh, who, I was talking to someone the other day, but... Nine numbers that are even sexier than 69. I was talking to someone the other College day about humor. 69ing, but I forget what that was or who that was. Um, the 57. What's that? Missionary. 57 is missionary? See it? <clears throat> uh... 57. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Uh, I guess people can't see this, but if you it, turn turn to me again, I'll try to describe it. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> it's 57 because if the person who is laying on their back has their knees also bent, has their hands holding... Well, okay, hold on. Okay. Hold on. One, one at a time. Okay. Holding the shoulders of the person who's on top of them, that would be both the, the top notch of the five and the top notch of the seven. Mm-hmm. And then the person on their back... Their back down to their bum is the second <clears throat> part of the five. And then the, the sort of like hoop of the five is the knees bent. Knees bent. Soles yeah. Legs and legs and knees. And then the seven is just that person on top. Yeah. It's just a swoop down. Never down heard of that. That's seven. cool. 57. Okay. 57 is missionary. We could uh, be in room 57. We could be room uh, in room uh, doggy style. 21. Oh, yeah. That's great. So the two is the rump. <clears throat> down the leg. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, you hear me? Clear your fucking throat before you start recording. <laughs> and the one is the uh, the, the one... person b- coming in from behind. Yeah. I feel like no one can see this. No, but just their... Google it. Yeah. College humor. All right, what else uh, we got? We got uh, number 17. 17? Is... Oh, this is college humor. This is just, yeah. this is just is a bunch of people sat together. And anal like, what sex. Else can we... <laughs> yeah. So that, that number one is person... On the bottom, laying flat on their belly, <clears throat> and then number seven is mounting them from behind. In I the jerked bum. off to some seventeen last night. Did you? Yeah. Ooh. Is that is that too much information? Okay, this one's weird. Forty-one, hand job. It's it's literally <laughs> okay. Now we're getting okay. This is now. <laughs> it's somebody kneeling silly. in front of a standing person, and the one kneeling kind of has their elbow bent, like they're okay. So we're back <clears throat> after, well, that was about uh, three hours Wait. and a new MacBook later. <laughs> Do you have the old, yes. the original intro? Yeah. All the old original stuff is there. People wow. can't tell. This is the magic of podcasting is that uh, we were just having a lovely chat. And then all of a sudden that chat stopped in, in all the listeners ears uh, for a brief second. And then it came back and here we are now. If but anybody... for us... Remember was... the last time Jeremy had to buy a new laptop? Uh, wasn't that long ago, and we can't remember if it's 2017 or 2018. So maybe you guys remember uh, Jeremy getting beer spilt on the last laptop. News and, to say, uh, my head almost fucking exploded this morning. Yeah. <laughs> my computer decided to shit the bed, <clears throat> and we're leaving to go to Ottawa tomorrow. And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and I had to go into the Apple store and get a brand new MacBook, which was basically my entire savings like yeah. from last year. Yeah. What I had left. Yeah. Which I had some ideas with that for that money. I'm sure you did. <sighs> anyway. It's going to be okay. I know. I know. It all comes out in the wash. It's okay. It's just small things. They really are. Money comes, money goes. Yeah. It's That's... all part of, all part of life. Mm-hmm. 
I, and <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm being an extra baby this week as well. So that, that all just doesn't, that all just doesn't help. Why are you being an extra, extra I baby? I don't know, man. I think I might, maybe there's something in the air. Cause I've definitely been like very cryy lately. Well, not crying, but like I had a, I had a date bail on me last night. You were cranky about that. And I was just uh, not cranky, but I was just like, I was, I was just being a baby about it. I was just like sad and like mopey. I wasn't crying, but I was, I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I was like, oh, now what am I going to do? Nobody you know? wants to play with me. Well, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't, I don't have a lot of free time. Yeah. And it's so, so like those opportunities, uh, although they seem like they come, they come quite a, a bit. They they don't like th- those opportunities actually don't exist often. So, so I was just a bit bummed out, yeah. you know, and like, and you weren't around and, and Becca already had a date set up. And so I was just kind of like, I was just feeling like uh, just lonely and like sad about it. Yeah. And, uh, and man, and like, I woke up today and I was like, Oh my God, you're such a fucking baby. <laughs> just you're such a baby. Shut the, shut up. It's so nice to have some. And there we go again. There we go again. Recording cut out again, once again. How did you know that that happened? I don't know. I just had a Am sense. I there now? Yeah, we're there. It, everything's all good now. It's moving so quickly now. Oh, man. Technology. Technology. I'm really breathing. I'm really trying right now. So let's just continue with the recording. <laughs> I swear to God, like we, uh, we've we got two live shows coming up. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not... This is the thing. Is like, I've been podcasting now for... Couple couple and a half years. Like three and a half years. And I don't I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I still don't get the technology. I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. Well No one wants to hear this. Let's any just... consolation, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your Yeah, it's true. Your technological uh you know, touch. <clears throat> All right, well let's uh Let's just plow through here, and because we've got a great episode to get to today. But before we do, I, I guess we got some things to. We have a live show tomorrow night. I think we talked about. Did we already talk about that? Oh yeah, we already. Yeah, we already okay, we, what? Yeah. And we sold out Toronto. So Toronto sold out. That's crazy. I know it's fucking and exciting. Sweet. And thank you all so much for buying a ticket if you were in Toronto. If you missed out, we'll be back soon again. I'm sure. So. Hey, and Halifax, we have a live show. Yeah, we got a live up. show in Halifax coming up. Tickets are on sale now. Go to Ticket Halifax to check that out, or you can go to sick, uh, or turn me on podcast at <laughs> com slash shows. <laughs> okay, I think we're all cut up now. All right. So we got some readings there. You got something I nice have for the guests? Several pieces of reading. Um, I guess the first one I'll share was a response back in um, to our episode with the gay barber on wheels. Um, we talked about coming out at the beginning of that episode. Now the dog is throwing up. What is happening today? <laughs> well, oh that my! That was a lot of puke. I got to pick that up. Oh my god! The dog just threw up a shit. Did the dog just throw up shit? Oh my god. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Turn Me On Podcast. I am Jeremy. That was Bridie. Fucking hell. We'll be all right. We got to stop this. All right, we're back again. Okay, so so this so we have a live show coming no, up. No, we already did that. We already covered that. Fucking fuck. So, <clears throat> um I feel really I feel bad 
uh, th- but this is, you know what, sometimes this is life. This is a good representation of, of relationships sometimes. Sometimes this is what sex is like. Someone just pukes in the middle of it. Wow, you really are breathing. Or all of the you're or all of too. the all of the, the technology that you're trying to use in your sex just shuts down in the middle of it, you know? This is uh so welcome to the sex podcast. This is real life. <laughs> have you ever thrown up during sex? Uh no, but I have been with someone who almost did. Threw for up sure. on you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I've I've seen that before. I've come very, very, very close. Yeah, like uncomfortably close. Have you ever thrown up from working out? Um, no, I don't think so. I've done that a few times, and it is awful. That sounds terrible. It's an awful feeling, but uh, but there's also a part of it that's like kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, you push yourself to the, well beyond your limit. Right. Uh, do we want to read this email, or do we do we just throw it to the episode? I feel like well, no, we can't just we. All right, let's get let's let's read let's read something amazing. Can't succumb. I man, I feel I feel just so defeated. <laughs> Fuck. Oh man, you know what? There's nothing that's <clears throat> more defeating feeling than an argument that you've been having for more than a decade. Do you know, like, those fights that you get into in, like, relationships where you're like, why am I always fighting about this? I am so tired of this thing. Are you t- are you talking about something that I... Did I do something? No, it's just something that I've been arguing about in all of my relationships through all of time. And it's, like, it's just, it's just following me around. Like, it follows i get it you know <clears throat> yeah and also great movie great yeah. movie reference as well because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to keep following you yeah until no matter I, how far you go until i until, until you I, fuck somebody I else and somebody. pass it on to them <laughs> yeah. that's right that's what i've been trying to do for the past decade but anyway uh it's still there okay um this is a nice message from a listener um great let's do something nice a response from one of our to one of our previous episodes about coming out and we uh, said hey if you want to share your coming out story write in and so we got this message from darren it says feel free to use my name i had to scroll down okay great Uh, recent fan of the podcast came to it from Sick Boy as a proud Nova Scotia er living in Toronto. See you at the live show. It's awesome to see cool creative projects from the East Coast popping up on my socials. Looking forward to the live show. Yeah, in Toronto next Friday. I'm catching up on my podcast after a holiday hiatus and just finished episode 80. Thought I would offer out my coming out story. Not sure if this is advice, but maybe the writer of The Brain Boner, Dorothy, could find something to help them in my experience. I realized I was gay when I was 23. I had experimented with men in my undergrad, but felt the shame and disgust that my Catholic upbringing and small-town Annapolis Valley life ingrained in me. The first person I told was my kick-ass lesbian roommate in grad school, who was there for me during my existential meltdowns and made me wise to the dangers of my anonymous sexual liaisons. Craigslist M4M was fun, but thank God I didn't contract any lifelong STDs. I hid this huge part of myself from my family for the next five years. Telling my fam- my friends and casual acquaintances was easy. None of the friends I have now knew me as a kid. So the part of coming out where it feels like the old you is of the past is dying wasn't an issue. But I could just... I just could not tell my family. Something kept holding me back. I didn't want 
them to think of me differently. I had oh, I have always been gay. The picture they have of who I am encompasses my whole life from birth to now. I didn't want my coming out to obliterate that picture. I'm from a, lo- a large family, and the thought of making that many phone calls was daunting. We were only all in the same room during holidays, and that always felt like the wrong time for me. So I just hid my sexual identity and deflected questions about who I was dating or if I was ever going to bring someone to Thanksgiving. Self-censoring is easy to do for a little while. Living a double life is exciting. Being a closeted James Bond was a thrill, but eventually I got tired of hiding a part of me that makes me who I am. I wanted to share my full life with the people who have been in my life the longest. But how do I do that if I can't do it all at once in person? So, my solution was to write letters. I've always been better at expressing myself through writing, so why not write down what I needed to say? It's a very freeing process. It took me two weeks this past October with many false starts and rewrites to finish the letters and get them in the mail. This not only allowed me the time and space to express myself fully and to be true with my words, but it gave them the time and space to digest my words and respond. I didn't expect an immediate response, nor did I want one. It was the best way for me to present my full self and for my family to respond on their timeline, without the thick tension and awkward silence I expected in a face-to-face coming out. Thankfully, and frankly, unsurprisingly, my family continues to love me in exactly the same way they did before. Now they just know to expect Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, instead of Aaron, E-R-I-N, when I talk about dates I've been on. So, I guess too long didn't read. I wrote letters to my family to come out. I can only recommend this if you aren't expecting an immediate response. If waiting for a letter, text, call, message back will drive you up the wall, then this may not be the best method. I found it particularly freeing because I find power in the physical act of writing and choosing your truest words. Also, the brain boner writer may want to do some soul searching on whether it's better for them to come out in many ways all at once, by and poly, or if a separate coming out for each aspect of their identity is more fitting, safer, or easier. Anyway, keep doing what you do. Best, Bridie and Jeremy, love this nook you've carved out for your fellow sexual beings. Cheers, Darren. I really like that. Right? <clears throat> I love that, too, as a letter writer. Yeah, you have actually taught me that in our relationship. Uh, and that being, you know, in, in particular, I'm not with, with coming out, but in particular with, like, arguments or fights. Oftentimes, we would, like, take a moment, take some time, some space apart, and then you would write your feelings out in a letter or like I would write my feelings out in a letter. And, uh, and I've done that in, in our relationship with, with Becca and I as well. Yeah. And it's, I find it to be extraordinarily helpful in, in, in that regard. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense that, you know, uh, for some people it would, it would be a really great tool for, for coming out. Yeah. And to communicate that to certain people in your life. And, I mean, it does sound nice to have a bit of a buffer in terms of, like, giving people a chance to respond thoughtfully as well. You know, like, <clears throat> if you're if, if you're worried about what the reaction will be yeah. or, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I really like that. I like that a lot. And I, I think it, it's a really nice way to communicate in general just because you're really, first of all, everything's down on paper. So none of this, you said that. And yes, it's you know, right. Yeah. It's a yeah. Good you can way take it like... to a lawyer and uh, <laughs> yeah. it holds up in court. 
<laughs> just make uh, make photocopies. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, it's true. You know, like it, it's it's on it is on record, and it you know yeah, and it's you can refer back to the things that you said, and and you can read through it a few times to make sure you're really digesting what the person is saying, mm-hmm. as opposed to just words flying by in the air yeah. and. You probably only heard the first five words before you started responding, yeah. you know? Um, I like a lot of space and time yeah. in, in, a, in a challenging conversation. Uh, what was that guest name, or the, the writer's name? Darren. Darren. Thank you, Darren, for that. And if anybody else uh, wants to share, this is the thing about it that I love about this podcast and this community we've created is that it is so, people are so willing to engage with us through through email or through Instagram. Um, and it's just, it's the lines are always open. If you ever want to reach out to us, uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com or just hit us up on, on Instagram, uh, on our DMS, mm-hmm. uh, because we, we read all of your messages. Uh, we, we get around to most of them. There's a lot of them, mm-hmm. but so if you don't hear your, you know, your question or story read on the podcast and you were hoping to just know that that time, Give us some time to get around to it. Yeah, and uh, and if anybody wants to share their coming out story, I'm I'm so up for reading that stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking about coming out, uh, we have a guest that we're gonna throw. Let's just throw it to this week's episode. Okay. I think because yep. uh, we got a lot of shit to do for leaving tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, this was a, a really wonderful conversation we had with uh, our new friend Harley, um, who is a self-identified fat chick. Uh, and queer and we had a big long conversation about what it's like to to go about the world as a fat woman and and uh, exploring the the dating side of life and and being queer and what that means and uh uh she 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 brought she was so prepared yeah she brought books and everything and i (laughs) i requested one from the library and it came in and then i didn't go pick it up sorry harley but i will it's still on the list yeah and those of you asking for a, a book list um oh, yeah. of all the things that have been brought up on the show i love that idea and um if you want to send me the ones you've written down then i'll compile them in one list otherwise i'll comb through our episodes with a fine tooth comb and pull them all out all right well uh ottawa we'll see you tomorrow toronto we'll see you the next night and montreal we'll see you next week and for everyone else Come on down uh, to Halifax oh, What? Town. That was such a perfect lineup for you to say, see you on the other side. Oh, is that, that's your line. Well, well uh, you know, we swap lines back and forth and stuff, you know? Nothing's <laughs> locked in. Okay, apparently it's, that it's very line fluid, is locked in. Just like our relationship. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Um, and then use it as you like your pivot point. So if you turn to like talk to me or whatever, yeah. you're actually talking into Moving it. Moving with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, cool. Here we are. This is it. We're diving into it again. We're, we're just kind of slamming back the recordings here, Brad. I like the Sunday, Monday, <laughs> like combo, of, like packing them in because yeah, me too. it gives us, it kind of gives us some momentum. Yep. Yeah, it's good to roll off that stuff. Yeah. So speaking of the momentum, we're going straight into this, this conversation. <laughs> Let's go. I, 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 we are we a, using your name? Yeah, absolutely. Harley. Yeah. Harley? Harley, yeah. Harley, which is such a fucking rad 
Thank name. You. Yeah. yeah, my mom gave it to me. There's not enough Harleys. No, there really isn't. I, yeah. I should know. I'm the only one. It's, um, a, it's <laughs> a solid, solid name. Yeah, Why did no, why you. did why, why'd your mom name you that? So everybody thinks it's because of the motorcycle, because my dad was a big old motorhead when he was a kid. But oh. it is not true. Um, my I'm mom sure was, he didn't protest. No. Um, <laughs> so my mom actually is super into country music. And like right before I was born, uh, there was this movie that came out called uh, Pure Country with uh, George Strait. And the leading lady is a fiery headed red uh, red haired spicy woman yeah and so she was like yep that's that's her and her that's name her. was harley and her name was harley um is that your natural hair color no okay i was like whoa that because I, I i was gonna say <laughs> you you also if do you also have red hair what, what? no i have mouse ass brown hair okay so i okay. dye that shit real real frequent okay because um, <laughs> it is kind of reddish right yeah now. i try yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do well. I, my personality fits redhead, so it works out yeah, real well. Totally. <laughs> I love being a redhead. I really do. I mean, I'm I'm of the mousy brown as well, and I've really embraced <laughs> it lately. Yeah. Uh, because I it was too high maintenance to color my hair, but red is best. I don't know if anybody else read that kids book as a kid, but red is is best. So true. Yeah. My mom. My mom is actually. Um, Oh, she's gonna kill me for saying this. She went to the gray at like 15 years old. Like oh. she was, like she went gray really, really, really young. So, um, I she was she always dyed her hair. Like growing up, I always watched her dye her hair. So like when I was, I think in grade nine, I was just like, oh, it's time. Like it's my turn now. Like I'm, and it was the most awful dye job. There was so much on the back <laughs> of my neck. It was awful. <laughs> but I've gotten much, much better at it now. Good for you. <laughs> you do it yourself. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing. I would probably do it if if I could do it by myself because the maintenance again is expensive. Mm -hmm. I see. Like I got my my pattern down now. Like it's red and like. Um, I've been blonde. I've been, I had black hair. I don't, I don't suggest doing that. Um, I've had purple hair, but I've all done it myself. So it's turned out shitty. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been yeah. an adventure. I feel like when you have someone do it, who really knows their shit, you're going to get something pretty bang on. Oh, my girlfriend, totally. Laura does hair and her specialty is like putting like neon stripes in yeah. people's hair, you know, like, nice. like making them look like cotton candy or ponies or something. Man, like I, I've been really into pink hair. Lately, oh yeah, I uh, I really love the way it looks. Yeah, it, yeah, it is my favorite thing going right now. Are we on talking boys like, or? Uh, no, on on well, mostly on females. Yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've met many boys that have pink hair that I was that I was really into. Actually, I can't really think of many many um, men that I know that have pink hair. But I've been mm -hmm. seeing a lot of um, a lot of people from the female gender mm -hmm. in Halifax rocking the pink hair and it is very sexy. I Agreed. like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Are we talking like like a super hot pink or are we talking no, like, like, like a, a nice really, pastel kind of Yeah, thing? like a like yeah. a like a whitish pink. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. A gem pink. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. Do you yes. say champagne pink? No, a gem pink. But oh, okay. champagne pink works champagne too. Champagne pink too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was I was with both of them. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh one thing that I do have to say, no one can see this, but <laughs> you you've showed up with like a fuckload of resources here. I, um I didn't know what to do. I brought everything. Lessons uh, from the <laughs> fatosphere, uh things no one will mm -hmm. tell fat girls. Uh, My Mad Fat Diary, which is a, a show, a British British show, uh, a couple of books. So I'm guessing we're going to be talking about what it's like to be fat in the modern day oh, yeah. sex world, dating sphere. dating sphere. You got it. And you would, are you a self-identified fat girl? I am. I happily use the word fat. It's one of those things that like... Um, as being part of the queer community as well, like taking back the word queer, um, I also I strongly identify with taking back the word fat. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, uh, 
it's one of those things that it's just like it's just a freaking descriptor man right. like i'm yeah i'm fat i'm happy like what the fuck does makes a difference like i just yeah <laughs> right like um, i have like no desire to change anything about myself and right okay got it yeah yeah now that's been a long time coming don't get me wrong right. that's that's a that's a journey how old are you now i'm 23 okay yeah i'm just a, a wee lass but um 23 oh. though that's a pretty man i god i feel like i i feel like 23 is seems so so young to have to like be so wise you know what i mean Aww. like i feel like 23 is an be age confident where- at in Anyway, I, Jesus, I, was like, I was just racked with it, it insecurities and, and self-confidence issues mm, at 23. Mm, it took yeah. me a long time. Yeah. And I, I think um, for myself anyway, what I had to really do was I had like I was never a small kid. So it's kind of something that you come to terms with and then deal with. And like myself, I just like found community in it. And, yeah. found, and like I've like surrounded myself with fat artists and like um just tried to um be as uh aware of it all as possible and um was just like you know you know what fuck it we're here now like this is what it is and um I was always told growing up I look like my dad's mom and she was never a petite woman either and like she is a rad ass lady so like let's do it right um yeah, and I just it was it's one of those things. Your family growing up, you're never small. You're just one of those just uh, you're just fat. And mm. um, uh, and it took me a long time to get comfortable with that word because it is like the other f word. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, it it it. But the thing is, is that like after if you live it for so long, you have to you have to acclimatize to it because otherwise you're just gonna crash and burn. Yeah, I mean, I can I would I can only imagine that it it takes its toll. Yeah. If you you know especially if you don't if you are having a hard time looking at yourself in the mirror or like, or just, you know, all of the fucking things that come with, with body image issues. And yeah, I actually make a point like now that I'm old enough and like, you know, um, to like look at myself naked in the mirror every mm-hmm. single fucking day and be like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I deserve that kind of attention. And like, I remember when I was really young, I was like obsessed with mirrors. <laughs> I was obsessed with mirrors. I was just like, wow, I look, wow, look at me. That's me. That's me. Um, mm. and, uh, and now I mean like, that's me naked. Like, and that's yeah. great. And she's rad. Um, do you think that, do you think that social media played a role in your ability to, to like see the world through this lens today, the way that you see absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that there's, I, I know a number of people that like are very body positive activists uh, mm-hmm. on social media and they have like a huge huge following like it's it's so so wild to see mm-hmm. um my friend kenzie brenna is one of them she's she's she has like thousands upon you know hundreds of thousands of followers the whole thing is just like love yourself love your body yeah like yeah. love all aspects of your body and the, the just to read the comments and things that people say about the stuff that she posts is like, it's, it's so, it's so heartwarming. You know, she's making such a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. In terms of like social media impacting my own stuff. Um, like I would never, I don't like, okay. So like media in general is super important. Like if you don't see yourself in the media, there's a really hard, like, like a really hard going to get 
like self-confidence so like like if you don't see uh, elements of yourself represented in media yeah exactly yeah, and yeah, we yeah. see that across the board not just with like fat individuals like myself um so like for example i went to go see hairspray eight times in theaters when it came out because it was the first time i had seen a fat body on screen mm-hmm. i was just oh, like wow oh my god yeah. my parents would take my sister to go see other shows and i would be like i'm going to hairspray i'll see you guys later um and that was when you know i fell in love with zach efron but that's another story um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I went to go see that eight times because I was just like, I am obsessed. I, 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 I was like, this is the first time I'm seeing bodies like my own on the screen and I'm relating to them. And like <laughs> it was it was one of the and then after that, of course, like I think I went through like a little phase where it was just kind of like, eh, like it's just what it is. Like there's not a lot of fat bodies. Like, I got to go back to hairspray when I need like a feel good lift me up moment. And then like um, I kind of hit uh, university, I guess. And um really dove into like shows like my mad fat diary and like look Mm. out like straight out looking for fat media to be able to be like yes luckily for me this is when like melissa mccarthy Mm -hmm. like rebel wilson like people like that and like um you know great fat funny ladies were coming to the stage and just like owning it and i was just like thank jesus like it's about damn time um (laughs) and uh and of course like i see that a lot in music as well like the music that i listen to and whatever like going back to like jazz and like like when it was socially acceptable to be fat and just mm-hmm. being like hanging out and being like no one gives a shit about what you look like it all matters what's coming out of your mouth because mm-hmm. then that changed huge 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 change turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That's so interesting. I, I I relate to that in like a recent experience. <clears throat> I've never ever really seen people with CF portrayed on yeah. in like media. Right. And uh, and I was in San Francisco a little while ago and met this really lovely human named Justin, who's he, he's like this big actor and he just directed a film. And the film he directed is called Five Feet Apart, and it's it's about. Uh, two 
two young adults with cystic fibrosis who fall in love on like the same they're they're both admitted oh, on the man, same isn't ward. One of the Sprouse brothers in that too. I don't know. Maybe I don't really know the actors. Oh. Um, but but it it's like this super heartwarming like because you, you're actually not allowed to like hang out with people with CF. Oh. So the whole thing about five feet apart is like they fall in love with each other, but they always have to keep five feet. Oh. I, I know. And I so I'm watching it, and I'm going <laughs> like before Justin puts it on, he's like, "Hey, do you want to watch the trailer to my movie? Like, I feel like you really like it." And I was like. Yeah, yeah, sure, I guess so. And in my head, I was going, yeah, this is funny. Never really seen a movie with people with CF before. And the trailer, which is like a minute and a half, by a minute in, I am weeping. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fucking weeping, like in public. You know, I'm watching this on his fucking iPad in a cafe, and I'm just bawling and when jeremy is bawling jeremy's full body bawling it was it was it was so interesting because that whole visceral reaction was just because i i realized whoa i've never i've never seen this thing that i relate to very heavily in my own life Mm -hmm. portrayed in media yeah man. like ever yeah and what a what a fucking i didn't even know that that was something that i i felt like i needed absolutely until i saw it yeah and i said i i did the same thing recently with dumpling like with when it came out on netflix it recently came out on netflix and uh i was like oh my god i saw the trailer and i just started crying and i was just yeah. like i need to get this book and i i read it i finished it yesterday and i watched it literally last night i was like i have to watch this before we go and shoot the podcast um because it's relevant um, and I, I, in my bed last night, I was just like, this is so beautiful. Like it was just, it was yeah. so good. It was just amazing. Um, so it was really cool to be able to like relate to something, something on such like a, like a molecular level. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did your, how did your fatness, uh, um, like affect your, your ability to to be intimate with people like growing up. Oh man! Like before oh, we're just you diving in, let's go. Yeah, I, um. fuck it. Let's, let's go. <laughs> like before you got to this this point of of going, I'm gonna own it. Yeah. Obviously, there was a there was a point in your life oh, where Hondo you weren't okay. So like y'all, um, I grew up. I grew up with swimming, so I was a swimmer when I was growing up, competitive swimmer, and I used to be a lifeguard as well. Um, so there's a certain aesthetic that goes along with that that I don't necessarily fit and yeah. that's fine i still killed it like you know like i still save people's lives and stuff yeah. um and um you know it's cool um but yeah um so i had to get really comfortable with my body at a really young age um and uh i just remember in high school like nothing ever happened in high school like it was it was drier than drier than a, a, a dust mite i don't know like it was bad um i was an unhappy camper and then Nothing happened as in like no sex. No sex, no No kissing, no nothing. I was I was as green as she gets. And were you were you just like fucking like couch pillows and like were you were you horny as fuck? Or were you just like I don't even know how to even I don't but my thing was is that I don't think like I remember as a kid being like, Yeah, like I know what I know that boys can masturbate, but I I don't know how or if girls can. Like I don't I it was just never something that I was I thought about. And then um and so, <laughs> um, I took my frustrations out in different ways. Um, so I would write a lot, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, the writing got a little sexier. And then it was just like, well, I'm just gonna write, write everything, and I'm just gonna write everything I want to happen. And and that's oh. how I dealt with that. And I, it would be like 
on my phone and like you know at 11 30 at night and my parents are like everybody's gone to bed and i'm just like hey, like i'm just writing a story now and i'm yeah. just like that's like, how i'm taking it out like what like would you be writing like you know um the, like the the dorkiest shit like i'm talking like oh man and then he like touched my arm and i'm like fuck like i'm i'm so much better now like i'm i have a way better way better <laughs> so, outlook on life right. now like yeah. fuck um but my okay so Mm, this is like one of my one of my favorite and most defining probably things about my my sexual arc i should say so it was the very beginning it was my first kiss and it was a big deal um and it was in like university first year this boy that i (laughs) did not know um and it was like a huge deal for me i was i was over the moon and so then, it felt good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I had no idea what was happening. I was just like, "This is great." Um, <laughs> how, how did it happen? Like, did you? Because you didn't make the first move. Oh my god, no! I was so scared. I was just like, ah. Um, and he, we were in my dorm room. I, I think I was watching some movie um, that was probably embarrassing. Um, and there was a party going on out there. I was in like sweatpants, and I was like, "I'm not. I'm not partying in the dorm. Nope. I'm gonna go to bed." And this guy, we like a bunch of my friends came outside my door. This guy came up and talked to a bunch of my friends, and then everybody left. And then I was just like, "Well, I mean, I'm watching a movie. Like, you can come in if you want." And he was just like, "Okay." And then we did not watch a movie. Um, and it was it was nice. It was it was it was, you know what? As good as a first kiss could get at 18. Right. Sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. That's not really like that part was great. It was the aftermath of it that was really defining for me as a mm. person. Um, maybe I didn't handle it the best way. Okay, but <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a story. Happened. All right, you ready? <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, so it, we kissed. It was fine. I was like, wow. Um, and uh, about a month later, so it's cutting up on homecoming, and we're like hanging out there's big football games i went to same school. guy you're hanging out with um no we weren't like hanging out anymore it was okay. just kind of like a one and done kind of deal okay um but we i went to school at mount allison in like sackville new brunswick so mm-hmm. tiny tiny af i know y'all can't see it from there but i'm holding <laughs> up my pinky finger and it's really small yeah. um it has one traffic light one yeah so. like yeah so it's i mean it's it's kind of like wolfville in that if the yeah. university wasn't there it's like would this really be a town exactly you know exactly. like the town l- thrives off of the fact that there's a university there absolutely yeah. so um this guy um was spreading word and he was making fat jokes about me and just being like you know like Same i'm gonna kiss you oh yeah absolutely was, and the, like it should be noted that the pot was calling the kettle black right okay. okay okay so there was there's the tea um so <laughs> <laughs> um and it was it was like it was a defining moment for me. i was like holy shit shit this guy shot me with my shirt off like he was the first person i'd ever let me like let see me naked like i was just like right wow like i was just and i was over oh i was just like oh my god and i didn't know how to deal and of course being 18 years old you think all right well this is shitty because what he went after too was i was also a lifeguard and i'm very proud of the fact that i was a lifeguard because like that's a lot of training and a lot of stuff to do and like a lot of stuff to remember and i was like really proud that i could like need be probably like help somebody out and like you know mm-hmm. give somebody a hand and he was like kind of attacking that he was just like she's too fat to be a lifeguard like how could she ever save anybody and i was just like whoa bro well um so um my instinctual reaction was to let every single girl in my res know what he was saying so that they would never kiss him either that was my that was my uh instinction and he never got laid in my dorm again (laughs) 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 um and again probably not like the most healthy reaction but like that was where my head was when i was like 
18. Um, so a lot of growing since then. I've taken it down a notch, but, um, and he still thinks I'm crazy and that's fine. Um, but, uh, it's uh, amazing that that person is, you know, that, and he still, you know, floats around in your sphere somewhere. It's like, I a hundred percent saw him like a month ago and I was just like, God, God." don't you wish you could just flush some people down the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's when you were telling that, I was like, oh yeah, maybe he grew from that too. And then you said that and I was like, oh, fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't know. It like you know what? I'm sure he's a nicer person now because like yeah. you gotta be. You gotta I would grow. Fucking you hope, gotta so. Grow. I hope so. But um, and I don't. I, who knows who's gonna hear this and be like, oh, that's that guy. But um, oh, if you're out there, good luck to you, man. <laughs> um, now this experience did this did this hinder you from from going for um, a second experience? Absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. Because I was like held you back. Well, I was like, well, if somebody who can at least empathize with my experiences as a because at that point I was not comfortable with the word fat with like a bigger like with as being a bigger person like Mm -hmm. how the fuck is anybody who is not going to be able to see me in a good light yeah Yeah. how the fuck is that going to happen um of course you know at 23 I have gotten laid and it is okay um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh but um it's it was like a really like it was a definitely a defining moment for me at least because I was just like in my mind, I had taken the shit thing and then made it into not a shit thing. Mm. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I he could have said so much more about me. He could have said, like, I was a shit person. I was a bad kisser. I'm not. But um, he could have said a million things else about me. But if the fact that I'm fat is what you're going after, dude, like, I'm fucking good. Like, yeah. we good here. Like, I, yeah. I am, like, I'm so much more than being fat. Like, I, like, being fat shaped my worldview and there's no two ways around it. But I'm so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, as a person so i'm cool yeah yeah, yeah. what yeah. were what were the other experiences like going down the road um I was you, you were saying so you identify as queer as well yeah man when Ooh. did so when did that start to to kind of like shift and 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 mold into the into your sexuality um that's a fun story um so i you know mount a it's it's a small town we all we all do stuff um so there was this girl who was i was really good friends with and this was a couple of years later and um this guy i was really into i was just like man like man i wish he'd come home with me like shit damn and she was like well kiss me and then go kiss him and take him home and i was just like i mean okay um and and i did logically and sure. that makes sense yeah. um and uh you know um, and then I, that's what happened. And then, um, I was like, well, shit, that was nicer than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Well, here we are. Um, I remember trying to come out to my mother when I was in grade nine. Um, I had just gotten into high school. I went to, I went to Lockview and it was, there was a GSA there and I was just like into it. I was just like, yeah. What's that? Frick yeah. GSA? Oh, sorry. Uh, Gay Street Alliance. I think oh, okay. it's, they renamed it at this point for being more inclusive, which is okay. totally cool. Yeah. Um, but at the time I was just like super into it. I, my dad has a, like a best friend who I call an aunt who's like a really big prominent lesbian figure in the Halifax community, which is great. Um, and so I was always like aware of what being gay was, but I was just never, um, I just never had the opportunity to like explore that part of myself. Sure. So, um, I remember coming out to my mom and just being like, I think I like girls and she, and like, I think I like guys and girls and I was boy crazy. I I, I still kind of am, but, um, boy crazy up the wazoo. So I was like, I think I like girls. And she was like, honey, 
like I think you're just trying to fit in like it's okay like everything's all right like I know boys haven't treated you well in the past like it's like right and it so she was kind of looking at it and I totally get it boys did not treat me well in the past so like diverting to women made sense right so um I do you think that do you think that's where where she was going with that like oh you're overweight you haven't you haven't gotten attention from boys like do you think she she was seeing your your weight issues as like a as like a a sort of um trajectory yeah comorbidity with like being queer or maybe um uh me and my mom have a really great relationship i love my mother very much Mm -hmm. and i don't think she would ever mean to to insinuate that kind of thing um is it likely a reality of the situation perhaps yeah um you know, I, it was hard growing up as a kid and just being boy crazy and not having any kind of outlet for that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. um, for her that I can absolutely see if my daughter was treated like shit for a really long time and then her coming to me and being like, maybe I just like women. Like yeah. maybe, and maybe that's just easier, you know? And, and me being like, just explore, you know, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. take your time with it. Yeah. Um, so I ended up actually, uh, was I, I came home from Mount A. I, I, I went there for two years and I came home and um, I was I went to my first pride parade with um, a couple of coworkers of mine and um, and it was like the Monday or something after and she was on the phone with my grandmother <laughs> uh, with my grandma and she said you know oh my gosh it's so funny like whatever whatever I gotta go and I was like okay cool like my mom got off the phone and she said oh my and you're like your your nana's so funny and I was just like oh what'd she say and she was like. Harley needs to hang out with more straight kids. And I was just like, oh. Well, That's such right. an old lady thing I, to say. God love her. God love her. Such she a she fucking and, grandma thing to say. And she knows now, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Bless her. Um anyway, and I said, Well, uh, what if what if I didn't? Like mm-hmm, what <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mom was like, all right, cool. Like that's fine. Um, and it was, and it's been a, a journey ever since. Um, I happily identify as a queer lady and here we are. And I, I am actually uh, um, hosting, helping host speed dating at this point and being like almost like a queer consultant. Oh, cool. For health X speed dating right now, which Man, is speed dating great. is so interesting to me. I, 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 someone from health X speed dating invited me out. I have a to story about the that events, too, actually. And I really want to go sometime. You should. Because I just, I feel like it would be so You should come when I host. Fun. I would love that. Yeah, you both should come when I host. Yeah, It'd be great, I, I would love to try it. Yeah, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I really? Oh, you, wouldn't, you don't think it would be such a fun experience? There's also speed networking if you're more comfy with that. It's, uh, it's, I might try speed networking. Yeah, yeah, it's like a fun, interesting game. Yeah. You know? It just so, seems stressful. It seems like Tinder on steroids. <laughs> Tinder in real life. Tinder yeah, IRL. Yeah. Do, you, do a lot of people, do a lot of people like um, have success with the speed dating? Do Actually, you know? yeah. Like, we've, do you guys we've, get... we've gotten like a couple of success stories, which has been really cool. And since we've only been like, like Geneva is lady, the really, the real lady who does it. Which, and I have a great story about how I know her in a moment. Um, but she's the lady that's running it, and I, she, she and I have gotten like hit it off when we when we first met, and uh, she was just like, I love your energy, I love you, and I want you to like come help me with being like a, you know, she wanted to run a lesbian speed dating event, and we we ran one, which was really cool. Uh, we had like six great ladies, and I met some really fun people, and mm. um, we got some success stories out of that, which is kind of cool. And there's a there's another few couples that I know of that have you know going on like couple months of dating now which is kind of fun but do you do you hear do like do many people have like like sort of one-off encounters like is it is it is it successful in like people going ah, i'm just looking for like a casual hookup 
and people find that there or is it more so people going I'm looking for a lifetime partner uh, yeah like relationship people that are like mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time on Tinder I feel and then like they're like well what the heck do I do now and then yeah. Geneva swoops in like all beautiful as she is and she's like come to speed dating yeah. so do you is it mandatory that you stay at the, like I'm, I'm picturing it as like a musical chairs kind of situation <laughs> um, is it mandatory you stay at, at the table for a certain amount of time because I feel like what I would want to do is just fuck with people like just try so to say the like, most fucked up shit I, yeah i it's mean like three that or four sounds minutes. fun so you can too. have as much fun as you want three girl. or yeah. four minutes yeah, can, yeah you could just turn on an accent like an australian accent and be like Hello. you overestimate my abilities <laughs> but i uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably say some other wacky shit but anyway that'd be fun oh man yeah. i'd love to have you to an event it'd be great <laughs> oh um, we should go we <laughs> should oh. definitely do it all right sweet Maybe Maybe this is also a component of our next live show. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Hey, no. That's not a fucking bad idea yeah, at all. There you go. Yeah. Can, well, I'll, I'll be in contact. Don't you um, worry. One go thing ahead. that I do want to, I do want to circle back to yeah. you. You mentioned this actually before the, the, the recording started. And you also mentioned this in the, the email that you sent. Oh yeah. yeah. After we had met um, mm-hmm. at a cocktail yeah. event here in the city. Oh man. Um, uh, <laughs> where we were both pretty drunk. Okay, I I'm think. glad it wasn't just. Yeah, me. no, it wasn't just you. I uh, I was pretty toasted. So. I can I tell this story really quickly? Yeah, sure. So okay, so like I have been listening to Turn Me On for a little bit, and I definitely creep y'all on Instagram. And um, I uh, I was like talking. To, I, I I recently graduated for from a psychology degree with specifying in gender and sexuality and like in my last year kind of dove into fat studies um and uh that's how I got introduced to turn me on and then um so I definitely was at this event and I had sent an email to you guys and being like I really want to be on a show Uh here's why and here's a big old paper that I wrote yeah and voila and hadn't heard anything back and I was like real nervous because this is like (laughs) you know just at a university like trying to you know say hey and make a name make for connections yeah. yeah 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 so then i was like talking to a girlfriend that i had brought with me and then i turn around and i was like it's jeremy oh my god frick <laughs> and this girlfriend of mine was like who is that like i have no idea who that is and i was just like this guy he runs like sick boy and like turned me on and like i'm a super big fan of him and bridie and um and i think we were with becca that I was night with becca. Yeah, yeah and yeah. i i actually met becca which was like rad um i was like she fucking loves that shit <laughs> I was like, she ah. loves when someone's like wait and you're back you're the back and she's like yes i am <laughs> um and That's so funny. and uh oh and gosh, you were talking to somebody character. and i saw you and then as soon as you were done i was like drunk beeline i was just like hi my name is harley yeah um, <laughs> um and uh was just like hey how's it going and i just started talking to you. i think i shook your hand like three times um <laughs> and uh um yeah yeah and i was just like i sent you guys a thing a couple days ago like it's not a big deal like whatever and he was like oh man yeah like let's get you on the podcast man like let's do it and i was like Rad. that's the well, funny okay. thing about it is that like even with stick boy it's like we have we have 800 people that have applied to be on the show <laughs> but like if you see me at um an event or at the bar and you come up and be like hey i want to come on the show it makes my job so much easier because I go, sweet. I don't have to sift through this fucking spreadsheet. I was uh, so just happy. Just come in, you know. I was, and then Bridie emailed me the next day, and I was oh, just funny. like, oh, "Yeah, this I is think great. Jeremy. I think Jeremy came home and was like, uh, apparently, I met this girl last night. Apparently, she wrote to us, and and I was probably oh. like, yes, I fucking know. I'm behind on emails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so you even just said it right there. You were talking about how you came in, you, how you came. A, uh, cross right, sick boy yeah, sorry. and I find this very interesting 
because, and correct me if I'm wrong, Please. but were you referred to the podcast as part of the curriculum? Yeah. That yeah. is fucking cool, man. Yeah, Isn't yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, at Mount Allison? No, or? no. I was at SMU at the time. Okay. Um, beautiful professor, Michelle Byers. Bless her heart. I love her so much. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, she, again, and what was the class? What was the class for? Theory. Queer, Queer theory. Queer theory. Yeah. So I, I was like, I needed a last social course to get my degree and it just happened to fit in my block. And it was like a, I was like, frick. Yeah, I want to take queer theory. Let's do it. Um, so I did that, and I signed up for a class. And then one of the, or the TA for the class is a part of the poly community here in Halifax, and um, we were studying parts of poly and stuff. And she was like, "Listen to the solo polyest episode and before class next time." And I was like listening to it on the bus, and I was like, "Shit, this is great! Like, <laughs> why haven't I heard of this before?" Like, <laughs> so interesting. Now, did was it just you that was? recommended no it was the entire the class entire class. entire class how fucking crazy is that bride i think that's fucking fantastic that's like that's my dream. neat i mean that's a neat thing there are so i didn't many even days. know that's happening yeah welcome to the club yeah. there's just so many days when i'm like you know what is it all for and like that's what it's uh, yeah. for me. you know and and like i'm not a i maybe if i really wanted to make a difference i would go and i would fucking get a degree in gender and sexuality and yeah. maybe i would you know dedicate uh every waking hour to learning as much as i can so i can be a true educational resource and then i'm like i have so much fucking shit to do <laughs> and nothing that i'm doing is making any difference and i'm digging a thousand holes only one foot deep instead of one hole like a hundred feet straight down deep. to china yeah. yeah um well yeah i know. i'm really curious to know what the foreplay of that episode was cuz i was listening to an episode that we were we're sending to uh we're, we're sending some we're, yeah we're sending some Ooh. stuff to Esther Perel. I'm not going to fucking say it. <laughs> Let's Who cares? do it. Um and Put it like out through there, baby, her through her, her through her Plug like it. best friend. Oh, I love it. And so she was like, "Yeah, just send me some stuff. I'm going to send it to Esther." And I, I was like, yeah, this episode would be great. And we put it in. And then I, I listened to the foreplay. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's literally me talking about this guy who was just like tapping his cock off the side of the urinal. <laughs> oh, God. Or like, or like, or no, he's, no, no, no. He was, no, not, no, no, no. That was a joke I made. He was, he was flicking his, he- the head of his dick. Yeah. Right. And I was going, who painful. does that? To end their pee. And now I'm thinking, okay, now they're, this person is, this, this instructor is, or TA is pu- pumping out our podcast <laughs> yeah. into a university curriculum. I'm going, really what, the, gotta, what is the silly shit? We got to tighten our bootstraps. Like, yeah, oh my God. No, no, shit. no <laughs> my God. It was, what's, what, that's what's great about what you guys do is that it's raw and fantastic. Yeah. And um, that's why I was so drawn to, to, to even contact you guys. Cause I was like, I want to have a frank conversation about fat sex. Let's fucking go. Well, let's talk about fat sex. Right, I want to hear about that. Let's, I have questions go. about that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you go. Okay. All I right. want to know what your experience is with uh, the fetish, fetish, fetishization, fetishization absolutely of of size, yeah, women yeah. especially. Uh, totally. Okay, so um, I like most twenty three year olds have Tinder and Bumble because I like to get laid. Um, so there's like a serious vetting process that happens. Uh, I think sometimes. M- sometimes more so than than uh, particularly like straight size women so um straight size is like the um term for people that are not plus size okay 
So straight size. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's it's cool. a, it's an industry term, a fashion industry term. Like uh, so is plus size. Um, that's where it came from in like the 1950s. Sure. Um, so anyway, um, so there's sometimes a little bit more of a vetting process, and like you know, you know when there's like, hey, nice, uh, nice love handles, and I'm like, okay, nope, like we're done here. You mean that. you mean vetting process for you to take <clears throat> on your own? Correct. On, yeah. on your own, it's you, it's on you to vet the people Absolutely. that are liking you or swiping right 100%. on you. Right. Um. So I try and um, I like you know um there was I remember <laughs> sitting sitting on break at my old job. And this guy and I were talking about porn and I, he was like, I, I think he, I asked him what he was watching. If it was like lesbian or threesome, the good stuff. And he said, no BBW. And I was just like, oh, fuck like this motherfucker. <laughs> um, and, um, can you define BBW? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, big, beautiful women mm-hmm. is, is the, um, or it could be, uh, it, in some industry is big black women. Yeah. Um, I was thinking big booty woman. Like, hey man. I I'm mean, hey, that, could but, be big booty woman too. Um, but for for the most part, it's big, beautiful women. Okay. Um, and so, of course, that being said, it's like, ex- as most porn is, it's extremely fat women who, performing sexual acts in and in a removed kind of way. Mm. Um, so it's and they're there for the fact that they are fat, mm. right? Um, and power to them in that sense. Like you know, you gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due and like you know being a fat porn star i can't imagine is an easy job but um you know for myself if, if someone's looking at porn for that reason in terms of being like i'm gonna get off on the fact that this woman is th- th- even this woman this person is fat um mm. this it like this body is fat like we're completely removing the the um the person from that body right. is right. that's what is a big turnoff for myself. Some people are c- cool with that. Yeah. Um, but that's just not, that's just not how I roll. I'm a great person and a wonderful individual as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want somebody to get off on all of that. Not mm-hmm. just the fact that I, you know, jiggle a little extra when I walk. Right. <laughs> so there's no, you've never uh, used it as a like, a hook yeah right not as like your me. tool to pick up no um not for me because i think because for me i was it was always driven for me that like i am more than fat right I am yeah, more yeah yeah than, i am more than just this this thing that people allow themselves to um characterize me before they actually speak to me yeah um yeah going right back into this whole speed dating thing um i was doing some speed dating events and this like geneva the lady that i know who runs it i was talking to her about that and i was like i think i just need to take a break because it's really bad for my head because i was always getting tossed in like the friend category which is like rad like i love friends like the connection in this i was raised in a house where networking was like super important so um that's always important to me but that's not what i was going for like i was going to meet people to make a connection because i you know want more yeah and um I said to her, I was like, listen, people have a different expectation when they sit down at a table with me than when they sit down at a table with somebody that doesn't look like me, um, which is fine, but get to know me. What um, do you, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what's their expectation? I just, I feel like there is a different expectation for a conversation and, um, conversation and expectation for where the relationship would go. Um, everybody wants to be the fat girl's friend, but nobody wants to take her home. Mm. Mm. that's the thing about like that's the thing i i was kind of this is sort of piggybacking off what you were just saying but like 
I was using Tinder the other day, and as I was taking a shit, which is usually <laughs> when I use Tinder, I'm just sitting on the can, swiping great. away. This uh, is ladies out there, yeah, if, if you getting, getting dates real into it now, straight up, if you are t- if you started. are talking to me on Tinder, it's <laughs> it literally all like started with a poop. Eighty <laughs> percent of the time, I'm on the can. So uh, just so we're clear, um, and as I was using it, I was just kind of thinking to myself, like. I have a I have this this relationship with Tinder and, and Bumble that some days I'm I'm really into it into the app mm-hmm. or apps and some days I'm just like so fucking not into it yeah and this was one of those days and I, as I was swiping I was going this is just do you remember uh, this it might be it might be before your time you're a little bit young mm-hmm. but do you remember the website Hot or Not yeah. oh my god yeah no I'm there just like oh yeah we're good fucking <laughs> just like you know a horrible horrible idea for a site where people upload their photos and they go hey tell me if i'm hot or if i'm not hot that now i mean that just comes with a whole host full of fucking issues but oh 100%. tinder i was as i was swiping i was going this is this is literally just hot or not um where there's an extra step after you've made your vote after yeah. you've casted your vote like yeah. a potential extra step after you've cast your vote mm-hmm. <laughs> because there is no like even even if you are even if you are going well I want to read the bio I want to like read the bio before you even get to that step mm-hmm. you have to at least make the decision of whether or not you want to go that far yeah because you're basing it off of what you just have seen for maybe this like the span of two seconds second, yeah. yeah right yeah that <laughs> that makes it I feel like that would make it so hard for someone to in your so in your case going well I want someone to see me for all of the parts that make me me yeah but like how the fuck can you even do that with with tinder with a photo how yes how can you do that well I mean I'm pretty I was pretty discriminatory when I was swiping I was like eventually I was like if I if their person is not smiling in their photo yeah in their first photo I'm not looking at anything else right it has to be a genuine smile I actually yeah. was listening to the podcast where there was there, there was the uh, foreplay where you were you had changed your Tinder photos to the one smiling and you were like, "Thank you, Brighty, because I'm getting <laughs> yeah. so many more likes." And I, I was remember, just like, yeah, it went up. I was like, "Man, okay, yeah." Okay. And I and then I changed mine to one I was smiling. At. <laughs> I mean, there, there was something. I, this is just to 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 speak to that. There yeah. was something I had read somewhere too about your chances of getting a like are higher if your photo if you're not looking if you're looking to the side. As yeah. opposed to looking directly at the at the camera, you're, yeah, like right. you're like you're seeing something <laughs> off to the side, yeah, which I That's think is mysterious. like all of my headshots. So <laughs> like I'm not looking at anything. Hundred percent. It's you it's know. it's what you're communicating through your facial expression, yeah, and like you can look at a photo and tell immediately if someone is smiling, the level of adoration that they have for the mm-hmm. thing or person that they're smiling at is you can feel that in your heart. But you can also be tricked. Oh, of course you right? can be tricked. Right? Like, oh, of course you could, you, could, you could be looking at something going, wow, this is the story that I just put behind this photo. Yeah. And really, the circumstances of that photo are completely different. You know, like, mm. yeah. th- that's and the thing that And for anyone who did follow the nuts. same criteria for me, I'm like, I don't smile in real life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't love smile, period. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah. Anyway, how have you how have you fi- how have you found Tinder and Bumble? Have you have you had much much success? Um yes, I have. Sweet. Um which is great. Um I uh I okay, y'all. So I 
I was pretty um, just unhappy for like a little bit when I was like coming back from Mount A. Um, and obviously, like, and still pretty, like, I was a virgin up to Point Mount A, and then I came home and I was in Halifax, and I um, still still uh, had those knees crossed and it was it was that's fine i i it was like a point of not necessarily pride it was a it was a thing that was defining me um more than it probably should have um and um i uh and then i and then i you know had sex with someone and it was great um but i that didn't happen until i was like 20 um so now being 23 i went on a little bit of a Binge, yes. um, sampled all the candies in the bowl, um, and it was great. Um, I uh, I'm a well versed lady now, but it took a while to get there. Um, yeah. But now I've kind of like calmed down a little bit, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, Harley, like, <laughs> girl, take your time for a steady, um, steady D. Or oh my, B. my friends will tell you there was I was on a rampage. Okay, it was oof, <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> uh, the losing your virginity was it to someone? Was it a was it someone that you knew or was no, it? No, it was a Tinder thing. It's funny. Wow. Yeah, now did you, did he stand? know? Did he know yes. that you were yeah. a virgin? Uh, I had told him before things happened, and I was okay. like, wow, hey. So this is a thing because again, it was like a thing that I was letting define myself probably more yeah. than I should have, and I was like, "So this is a thing. Don't hurt me." Um, right. And I, and again, having my background that I had, it was super intimidating to do, and it still is to people in general. Um, and at that time, a gentleman who I was just like, "So I studied gender and sexuality, so it better be good." Um, and <laughs> and um, and but it still is a thing that I'm like. So I studied gender and sexuality and uh, fat studies. I actually had a conversation recently with a guy on Tinder, and he, uh, I asked him what he had studied in his in his undergrad, and and he had said like bio, I think, or something. And he was like, "What did you study?" And I told him this big laundry list, and he was just like, "What the hell kind of job do you think you're gonna get with that?" And I was just like. <laughs> Well, I'm featured on a podcast soon, and uh, I also, you know, run speed dating uh, as a part of my degree, and I'm also working to with women's pleasure at my uh, other job, which is really grad. So, um, yeah. What Who do you knows? What do you want to do yeah. when you grow up? What do you want to be? Oh man, what don't I want to be? I don't think um, we're supposed to ask that question anymore. Oh really? I, I, I love think, asking that question. I think uh, I think I I Ruben does that offend you? Does that question offend me. you? It does not offend me, but I apparently <laughs> it's like. It's uh, you know, it's just like it's the same question as like asking what you do. It's like asking. It's like, oh, you're a podcaster. That's interesting. But then you're like, oh, but I also, I like, I also teach yoga and I am a dog owner and yeah, there's, I mean, I there's there's lots of but but also when you when you cross when you go across uh, the when you go through customs and they go, what do you do? what do you do? You don't go. We well. should all define ourselves how well, customs let, defines us. Let Have you ever spoken? Let me tell you all the things I do. I was just featured on a podcast, <laughs> and uh, I run speed dating. And you know, you, when you go through customs, you, you say one fucking thing. You got to say career. the thing, right? Right. The, the thing. thing, the thing sales that you do. associate. That's my title. What's yeah. it? Um, yeah, sales go. associate. Oh, good there one. Yeah. So I, you That's know, I think enough. to say like, exactly. what do you want to be when you grow up? I, you know, I can answer it's that. It's a question. very stressful pe- question. I I love stressful questions. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite. So to answer that question, because I have no problem answering that question, and maybe yeah. some people do, and I can totally appreciate that. Because like, f- fuck, if I had my life figured out six months ago, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. So I um, in my current job, I am working um with cannabis, 
great. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. So, and my in my degree, I had this thing where I discovered that there's this huge, huge uh, problem with women having orgasms more than or less than men. Um, so I was like, well, fuck that. Huge um, so I, and I like, I am, I'm one of those people that like, I am, it's, it's so easy. Like for me personally, it's so easy. It's like minimal effort required. Just do it. Like, just get down there. It's not that hard. Um, so, um, but that, that, again, that's a me personal thing. So it makes me so sad when I hear like, like, like friends of mine who haven't had orgasms without penetration or with like they have never had a toy before or um they you know just like they can't seem to get masturbation down to the point where and they're like how do I even know I had an orgasm and I was like trust me honey you'd know um so um with my current job I'm there's a big science behind it and I would love to work with uh, a licensed producer here in Canada and like make weed lube specifically for women's pleasure Mm. um I think that'd be really rad I think that would be fucking phenomenal um weed lube's cool yeah man i heard you guys talk about it before yeah um it was just you just reminded me about yeah. how when we were when i was using it i was like i think my dick's high <laughs> yeah that's my whole thing it's like <laughs> getting your girl stoned without getting your girl stoned right yeah that's what's up yeah because i i have definitely relied on the effects of cannabis as a as an aphrodisiac mm-hmm. for a really really long time and i have no trouble um I mean, when I say I have no trouble reaching a climax without it, I mean, it just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm i also not in a rush to, to climax. I do, I do really like the effects, but... Um, um, but sometimes it, it, it can it can get you in your head. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Absolutely. And, and take you out of it. The loop, the future. The future is cannabis. Oh, oh 110%. Dude. I mean, it's just so wild. Like, I, I bought... I'm I it, I was so I went into the NSLC cannabis store and bought some weed oil. Yeah. And man, I what a neat experience. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was so elated that yeah. I could just go in there and have some fucking the the guy who was helping me for sure was just stoned out of his face. <laughs> I mean, I you know, he I probably think- wasn't but but also It feels like that. It, I felt like that. Like I was asking him some questions and he was like yeah, well, I mean, like this is weed oil. Um, it's uh, this is a sativa blend, and <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh no! What were you talking about? Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll give me that one, man. <laughs> I want that. Whatever you got, you, you, you really, hand over. It was it, really funny. I, I, it made no <laughs> difference to me. I thought the day that things were legalized, I was like. Who, whatever, whatever who nothing cares. like this yeah. has been mm-hmm. my daily life forever but now going into a st- i really yeah. noticed some weird subtle differences like yeah. if i <laughs> and i try not to liken it to alcohol because sometimes i like to smoke in the, in the morning mm-hmm. and and i'm like now i could just smoke in the morning and then another part of my head is like you can't just get drunk in the morning yeah it, like, yeah ah, what? well what? Yeah, you know what though? People relate to it differently. Like, I mean, yeah. it, there there was a conversation on Joe Rogan the other day, and they were talking about how it it isn't the same as it isn't the same type of intoxication as 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 what alcohol provides, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can be some people, some people who have like built up this crazy tolerance to THC, 
can be very functional human yeah. beings Absolutely. while being just stoned all fucking day. Perhaps yeah. even more functional human beings. Yeah. Perhaps even more, right? Yeah. And that is, yeah. that's pretty interesting. You can't really say that about... <laughs> About booze, maybe to some degree. That but person like is it's a, so hidden. They've that just built it. They're even... just a functional alcoholic. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, there have been certain jobs that I've had in life where I'm like, oh, I'm a better employee when I'm a little bit drunk. Teaching yoga is not one of them. <laughs> but 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 when you were the ha- when you were a hacky sack um, <laughs> salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just can imagine downward dog and then be like oh shit fell it over a little bit and then i've definitely had one too many drinks before i practiced before and that does not uh, feel fucking good. Feel no. good but no, i can't but, imagine but consuming cannabis and practicing it's funny i was listening to joe rogan uh talk the other day to a- andrew weil who's like this uh f- physician i think um anyway that was the episode where they were talking about that was the episode where they were talking about uh the intoxication of uh, yeah. THC. Yeah. He was talking about he was talking about driving while. Yeah, while, that's right. That's right. While stoned mm-hmm. on THC. Yeah. Uh, controversial topic. And we don't have to get into it, but for sure. But oh, what I really right. loved was Joe Rogan talking about exercise on yeah. on on it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He, and I he said something that I've always said that I'd never heard anybody else say before. But you can feel more. You can feel more detail of the muscles mm-hmm. that you are that you are stretching. Uh, yeah, and so. Uh, to circle back, I feel like it would. There's there's going to be some very interesting stuff coming out about cannabis and sex. Yes, I think especially now that things are legalized here in this country and and in parts of of the country below us. Yeah, um, it's it's an exciting time. I'm stoked. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. I'm, uh, Any other yeah. applications other than like uh, weed uh, lube that makes sense sexually? Oh, absolutely. You can uh, like so. Um, you can smoke up and it releases certain chemicals in your brain that'll like, uh, I believe it's like oxytocin and, and dopamine that okay. will get you, get you going. Um, and it's my favorite to be like working with an, uh, oh my God, favorite to be working with like an elderly woman who's come in and she's like, so me and my husband. And I'm like, I already know what you need. Like, please don't continue. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, what was really cool was that, that oil that you actually got, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's supposed to go underneath your tongue, right? And yeah. get absorbed by the mucous membranes that are in your mouth. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. There are the same mucous membranes in your vagina. Right. Mm-hmm. Sobriety. Yeah. Steal some. Um, so I took some of this oil the other day, yeah. and I was like, there's no way. 15 minutes later, I was like, there's no way I could be feeling this. The package says, like, wait one to four hours. Yep. But then I also remembered or was informed, reinformed, that so- there's something about the the fat soluble nature of cannabis. Oh yeah. And I, I'm on this keto thing, Mm -hmm. so I don't have carbohydrates to burn. I'm burning my fat instantly. Like that is what's happening. So I, I was got real high real fast and Mm -hmm. then it like dropped off after like an hour. So real funny thing. And something that I like circling back to the whole fat thing and circling back with like with cannabis, uh, one of my favorite little like fun facts about cannabis is that the THC, um, in your system will like cling to fat cells. Yeah. Um, and so you are, you are already feeling like pretty, um, like low, nu- like not low nutrients, but just like a certain kind of nutrients where the THC could just like hone in on it, just like get right. in there. Whereas with, uh, fat people, 
THC loves fat cells. So your girl stays stoned longer and more. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Supposedly, that's the science behind it. Right. Okay. That's yeah. so fascinating. That is right. interesting. Yeah. Just, well, there's, only, there's only more to learn. So much more to you learn. Know? And now we can fucking talk about it without being, I don't know, punished at the border. Well, uh, maybe. No, maybe. not really. Not punished really. at the border, you definitely, some people are just getting turned away just for having having had smoked, smoked in their life in their yeah, life yeah it's, it's crazy it's well this is really fun i'm glad you came in to talk about sex as a fat woman and and everything that you've learned over the last like few years and thanks, thanks guys for having me i know that was kind of like a spur of the moment jump down your throat kind of thing no so. it's great it's the <laughs> holiday <laughs> season it's the let's best way to do it yeah just absolutely. jump down the throat i mean may as well <laughs> Meisel. 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 Chuck it in the butt. Was there anything else that you... <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I was I was like, I got to do my homework. I got to li- like listen to as many episodes as possible. On the bus <laughs> right here, I was like listening to the Chunk to Hunk one. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had, because I was like, oh, yeah, that. And I was just like got, getting into that mood. Yeah. Um, last thoughts, question. Um, man, go have sex. Go have fucking great sex. And like... There, oh, so what, the one thing I was thinking about over on the, on the bus right here was like um, some stigma that women, spe- specifically fat women have is like it, it, when it comes to like sex in general is just like being on top of a partner. Like mm. um, so like cowgirl or like ride in someone's face. That is like n- something that a lot of um, fat women from what I've heard online is just kind of like, oh, my God, no, like that's right. not a thing girl get out there get that dick get that <laughs> strap on whatever you, you get what you need yeah don't matter <laughs> so um but yeah just go out there and have good sex and have fun and be safe and don't you know just hang out and have a good time great yeah i i think those are some pretty solid parting words <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. uh well thank you again thank you guys thank you so much and thank you all so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed it uh we'll be back next week as we always are But before then, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button and then high five your best friend because they probably did it too with you since you were so excited to do it. And then go over to patreon.com slash turn me on and support us. Uh, You can join this little community. We we put out exclusive content and it helps us travel about and and, uh, we got some some trips coming up. Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa. We're going to all those places. It's going to be good. Um, so you can do that um, patreon.com slash termion yeah if you want to check us out on Instagram we have a curated museum of booties that you can uh, you can check out and send us yours if you booty want booty museum booty yeah, like museum that. you like yeah. that yeah I do um, they're lovely to look at and we can be reached through email at termionpodcast at gmail.com that is it for this week mm-hmm, it sure is until next week go fuck yourself
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.